Hello and welcome into this week's episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, proudly part of the Rivals Network. I am joined once again by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, we we got to get the weather report off the bat here. It's hot, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is unbearably hot here in Lincoln today. No um, forgiveness. And- it's going to be like that for like five days. Yeah, it's it's brutal out there. So if you're watching this in Lincoln or anywhere else experience a heat wave, stay cool, drink your water, get under the AC uh, and look out for yourself. Uh, but that is not why we're here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about recruiting as always. Um, it, it's an interesting time, right? Is that it feels like we're about to ramp up when it comes to Husker recruiting once again after a very busy early part of the summer. We'll get back into once the dead period lifts, visit, lifts we'll have visits, um, both unofficial and official um, coming up and the season is, is just a little while away. But high school football started off as well here recently. And uh, to see if that's where we want to start off, Jansen. Yeah, you just said it. It's going to be probably a couple of weeks before the Nebraska team recruiting ramps up again, just because for the first two weekends, they'll be on the road. And then once recruits get back into town, then we'll probably have some more stuff to talk about on that front. But yeah, let's uh, recap the Bellevue West Creighton prep game that we went to on Friday night. Thankfully, there were no Vegas uh, betting odds on that one. <laughs> Because if there were an over-under, I hope you bet the under and a point spread, I would have guessed that Creighton Prep would have covered it. But uh, I want to hear your takes on that game first, Greg. What did you see? What did you think? Yeah, it was interesting, man. I think the very first thing is what you mentioned, like – you go, you go to Bellevue West games, and this isn't just a this year thing, even though it's unique because this year, obviously, they have three Nebraska commitments, quarterback Danny Kalen and wide receivers Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris. But when they've always had talent like that, right? Other guys, especially a wide receiver that have gone on to play, you know, Power 5 college football. And so you go to those games expecting some high-flying, high-scoring. I've seen a lot of points in that stadium before. We thought we were going to see the exact same thing on Friday night. And we didn't. That was that was not what we saw. A 27-14 win for Bell West. That was really, it was closer than that score would indicate. Um, and, and part of the reason why I think the game was like that is that, as I wrote kind of on Inside Nebraska, is that the run game is what really led the way for Bellevue West. And it I, I want to say up front, because we have already had people on our insiders board kind of commenting about this, is, oh, no, is this, is it, are we panicking about the performances of Kalen Hall and McMorris? Um, no, we're not. Like, it, it's game one. They I said this to you several times um, on the sidelines during the game. They just looked out of sync. They looked yeah. out of rhythm, like a team that hadn't practiced a lot together, to be honest. And then, we, lo and behold, in the postgame, Coach Mike Huffman tells us um, that, you know, they had not had a ton of time. You know, Isaiah McMorris had been slowed by a hamstring injury. Um, Danny Kalen also mentioned that, and I kind of asked him about having a game and having game reps to actually get their rhythm out there. You could tell that it was off. You could tell McMorris that they run a play at Bellevue West very often where they throw kind of that swing pass um, or that quick screen to a wide receiver that can get upfield quickly and go. McMorris is that guy. He wasn't really able to do that as much. You could see him really cutting the ball back to the inside versus going straight outside. Um, And so, yeah, it just didn't look like their normal type of game. So what I would say, we saw – Little glimpses uh, from each of those guys. We did not see the full thing that I think you'll see um, come the rest of the season. They've got another interesting one this week against Omaha North. There'll be five Husker commits um, in that football game on Friday night. Yeah, I agree with you on a lot of those things that you just said. 
I have my notes in front of me from that game. First off, I thought it was a pretty physical game. Um, both mm -hmm. teams were hitting hard and saw a lot of dudes get run over on both sides. The great <laughs> yeah. prep quarterback actually trucked a couple dudes. And then, as you mentioned, Danny Kay, he was running it a lot more than we expected. I know you and I joked it was kind of more of a Big Ten physical game, like watching <laughs> right. Iowa and Michigan State in late November, the battle of the defenses. And you mentioned Creighton Prep. Um, they were really in it. The score isn't quite indicative of what the game right. was. They turned it over two times, costly situations. Uh, they drove it right down the field on the opening drive and then fumbled it like at their six-yard line. And then Bellevue West took it down the other way and scored. And then um, was it uh, McMorris that had that athletic interception that kind of changed things? Uh, that was uh, Caprice Keith that had that. He's a oh, 2026 yeah. um, defensive back, uh, 6'2", 180 um, as a sophomore. And he got an offer from Iowa State, actually, the day after yeah. that game. Get to know that name, uh, Caprice Keith. He is going to be someone we're talking about a lot in the coming years. Yeah, and then it seemed like Creighton Prep's game plan worked. They really limited the big plays, and they put a lot of pressure on Danny Kalen. He mm -hmm. said those were a lot of those were reads for him where he's running the ball. And then the last one we were – one of the notes I took was we were watching Michael Burt, and it seemed like he didn't really have a huge impact on the game. They targeted him a couple times, but um, they, they were really committed to the run game, which is kind of what we expected. Yeah, and I, I thought that, that that's going to be, I think, to the two things that you, are, I guess, if your other teams playing Bellevue West that you would be encouraged by is what you saw in, in that game, right, from Creighton Prep. They did a great job, like you mentioned, of kind of blanketing those two wide receivers. We noted that they kept each safety high and shaded towards the side of Paul and McMorris because they're always on opposite sides or generally on opposite sides. But they also tackled extremely well. I forget the kid's mm -hmm. name, but he was number 16 on Creighton Prep. He got a shout out from uh, Michael Huffman after that game uh, for how well that he tackled. And the other thing that they did very well, Creighton Prep, along with that physicality, is that they did do a nice job of kind of slow and steady running the football and kind of keeping that offense off of the field. So credit to them as well for keeping that offense out of rhythm by keeping them off the field too. It's just that you, it's going to be really hard to do that on a consistent basis against Bellevue West. Yeah, agreed. All right, moving right along, uh, one of the guys you wanted to talk to uh, talk about today was Jay Sean Ross, who reopened his recruitment. I believe those were his words today on Twitter. He had yeah. originally put out a top five. Nebraska was in it. And last time on the recruiting blitz, we were talking about how um, his future cast had swayed from Oklahoma and Nebraska was trending heavily. Now he uh, puts out a statement that he's reopening his recruitment. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And I saw you chimed in on that on Twitter and a lot of Husker fans had questions. So and yeah, a lot of questions because I think the first question we had, and you got to kind of address this elephant in the room is that he's reopening his recruitment. And he wasn't committed to anyone. That's what it read as is that he was reopening. Um, that's why I said um, he's resetting his recruitment <laughs> um, to kind of give it a little different flavor um, to try. And cause I knew that confusion was going to happen. Right. But then it did anyway. Um, it, it is a really interesting situation with him. Right. And so Oklahoma was the team. And I think all summer long, I have had, and I, I cannot remember offhand, actually, if I, if my future cast is on Oklahoma, I believe it is. Um, if it's not, I meant to. Um, but I don't think that he is a take anymore in Oklahoma at this point. And it's a combination of things. I think that Oklahoma has some guys, some other guys that are higher on the board. We'll see because of the situation with Williams and Wari, um, you know, picking Missouri to stay home, at least for now. Um, <laughs> we'll see where that goes 
goes. And if they if that changed the situation with Jay Sean Ross as well. But he had a top five, Jay Sean did. It's back in July, like early July. It was Nebraska, Michigan, Oklahoma, Penn State, and Tennessee. And so with him kind of saying that he's kind of reopening or he's open to all schools, all of that stuff, what that tells me right now is that he's not getting either the attention from the schools that he wants to get attention from right now, or that he truly, like some of those schools have maybe moved on and he just needs to kind of reset everything to see what other suitors are really going to get in. Because I do think that the conventional wisdom was that he was going to go to Oklahoma. It was a foregone conclusion, right? And so when that happens, it's not just that fans kind of could potentially write him off. Um, other teams could too. If they don't, there's only so many resources and time that you can put into a kid that everybody thinks is going to one place anyway. So there probably will be other schools that kind of enter the fray. Nebraska had stayed kind of in the mix with him, and obviously his teammate Keelan Smith um, is, is there with him as a Nebraska commit, and that that could probably hold some weight too. And Jay Sean did take a visit not too long ago here, I think right before that dead period kicked in for Nebraska's first practice. Um, and so he's well aware of Nebraska. I just think he wants more options, and we'll. We'll kind of see where that goes this just popped into my head greg do you think that him uh reopening his recruitment and wording it that way could be that he could have been a silent commit somewhere or do you think and he didn't allude to that in him reopening the recruitment or is this just as you said him wanting more options and attention from some of the schools that maybe it cooled on him man that's a great call I wonder if he was if he was not silently committed to Oklahoma as that he like verbally told them if in his mind he was just like, oh, I'm going to Oklahoma like he's telling people like close to him or like he even maybe told the coaching staff but didn't fully like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that that you're on to something there because I think that it was I mean man, it was just such conventional wisdom that he was going to Oklahoma. Um, and I had a um, really good authority that it was just a matter of time. Um, and then something changed there. And then now he's kind of back out in the fray. So I think that's why he didn't phrase it that way. It just looks super weird. Um, and I totally understand why fans have so many questions about it. Gotta love recruiting, right? Oh, yes. It's something all the time, all the time. All man. the time. All right. The next uh, topic, this is one that you suggested. And I think this is a really good topic that you wanted to bring up. It's uh, the behind the scenes content that we've been getting from the Nebraska creative team. They've been, if you guys haven't watched, they've put out two about half hour, maybe longer episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's what you were referring to, Greg, yep. where they really give you kind of that TV, almost behind the scenes, 30 for 30 type of documentary. Uh, into Nebraska and fall camp and everything that's going on behind the scenes. So how does this help Nebraska with recruiting in your eyes, Greg? Yeah, I, I think that this is low-key a big deal for recruiting because it helps with awareness. One of the things that we, I hear this consistently on the recruiting trail when you talk to kids, even after they come for visits and really like it, I always ask kids, hey, what were your expectations coming into it? That's why, spoiler alert, that's why you guys get so many quotes about, oh, I thought it was just cornfields. I didn't think it was going to be anything there. We're always asking them because it's always interesting to see what their first frame of reference was for Nebraska because Generally, if they already knew it was going to be cool coming in, then you're even farther along in the recruiting process, right? So it's a good gauge to see where they are. 
The reason why I say that this is good for awareness is, is it gives kids it gives kids a look a little bit because they went outside the facility. It gives them a little bit of a look at the surrounding stuff and what's happening, but it gives them a great look at kind of the meetings. It gives them a, a really good insight as what it would be like to play for Matt Rule. Like I feel like you come away from a with a pretty decent understanding of what it would be like. Um, and when he says, and he said this from the very beginning, is that our program is not going to be for everyone. We want people to come here and see it to see how we practice and how we kind of coach. Um, and we saw that during spring football. Um, definitely, for sure, we saw that. Remember, we kept thinking, man, every time we go down there, there's a ton of kids around. We don't know who everyone yeah. is, but there are just always recruits there. This is another window into that. So I really think it's a big deal that they do this. And plus, it makes the, it feels like the program is more accessible, right? Like we had all kind of noted that, is that it has, like saying, it's a blanket statement to say it has more of a family feel. Um, and that is, that's true. But I just think it's also just more accessible it feels like they're not hiding as much stuff while still kind of keeping some things close to the vest that you would totally understand like tony white doesn't want to go up there like uh this week in his press conference and tell you what it is that's exciting him about the defense obviously they're going to keep that stuff but the stuff behind the scenes like they're showing in kind of this huskers hard knocks i think has been really good stuff yeah i'm so glad you brought up that quote from matt rules i believe he said something along the lines of i don't know how a guy could commit to us mm -hmm. without like having seen what it's like like come to a practice and see what we're really about so right. i i came to the same conclusion it's a great way for players to kind of get some insight into the program because i know for a lot of guys they can hear one thing from coaches and then they go and they actually get there and it's something completely different so this gives them an opportunity to see what Matt rules like in a practice situation. And then another point, maybe, maybe this will help them. Maybe this won't, but if you just look at someone like Colorado, where um, uh, Sanders son, he posts just about every single day for mm -hmm. Colorado. And right now I think Colorado has more Instagram followers on their football page than Nebraska does. And <laughs> it didn't used to be that way, but no, they've got no. such great exposure and, part of it's having a big social media presence. So I agree with you. I think this will help Nebraska's brand and sort of just putting Matt rule out there and giving people a look inside. Yep. All right. One more topic we had was um, what we wanted to see from some Husker recruits this fall. And you did a really good article. You had a list of four guys. I have it in front of me. It's Daniel Kalen, uh, safety Rex Guthrie out of Colorado, Keelan Smith, who's, tight end slash athlete and Roger Gradney. So um, was there one on this list that you wanted to pick from, or do you want to run through all of them? Would you, man? So really what I was thinking is that, you know, I just kind of thinking about the commitment list and just the things that we're going to see this fall. I'll, I'll go through a little bit. So like Danny Kalen, and he's already played a game. So we have benefit a little bit of this is that I wanted to see like his growth in the next steps in his game um, and kind of where he can go from there. Cause we know, and I've talked about this before and I've told him this, that I think that between his sophomore and junior year, he just made a huge leap and then was rewarded for that hard work. Um, and, it, and it turned out really well for him. So I'm curious to see if he can take another leap. It may not be as big, um, but can he do more to improve? improve his game and to continue um, to show that Nebraska has the bright guy of the future. I think he will, despite what happened um, in that first game. Um, I think with Rex Guthrie, I think the thing with him, and it's similar with, with him and the other two guys, Keelan Smith and Roger Gradney, is, is I think that those three guys are my candidates right now, and it may change because there are quite a few candidates for this, that will get 
recruiting bumps through their senior seasons. I think that people are very, very, very much sleeping on Rex Guthrie. I will continue to say it on the front end. I, I feel the same way. It's 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 not the same exact thing, but it's similar to when I was first told about Eric Fields and how much the staff liked him. Yeah. And then that kind of came to fruition. He was the only kid that got a shout out from Matt Rule at that um, signing day press conference. And here we are where he's now, you know, in line to play as a freshman, right? Rex Guthrie is a guy that I'm told that the staff thinks is a future NFL player. And I think that when he comes up, like with fans or especially on our message board, they're like, oh, I don't know, like this kid, whatever. They really like him. And I'm eager to see if he can like back that up on the field um, with his play out in Colorado this year um, as a senior. Helen Smith. He's a really interesting athlete. You get kind of that jumbo athlete that can either play tight end, kind of as that hybrid tight end. He could maybe be kind of a jumbo wide receiver, even switch to the defensive line like his dad played, right? Like he, there's a lot of intrigue there as to what he could actually be. Um, but I, and I also just like him as a kid. I think that he's got a really good work ethic. Um, obviously has the bloodlines and he's got a little swag to him as well. So I just, I like him and I think he could have a big year. Um, and then Roger Gradney, I think is a guy that totally gets forgotten about in this class because he was actually the first commit, uh, for this 2024 recruiting class for Nebraska, um, out of Texas that got that ball rolling down in Texas for 24. Um, and he's a kid that Nebraska took, even though he didn't have as much good junior film, um, because he had been injured. Like he's had some injury issues yeah. and he's one of those kids that he's now fully healthy. He's gotten bigger. I think I had a picture of him in that or a video of him in that story on Inside Nebraska where you can see him kind of, you know, getting bigger and stronger. Um, he could be a kid that could play Rover, could play like that traditional safety, could even grow into a linebacker. Like I really like Roger Gradney. Um, and I know he's really motivated to show people what he can do uh, because he feels like he's being overlooked as well. Yeah. And then the one the one thing I guess I wanted to see from one of those four, I only really focused on. Danny Kay, I know he's in the discussion to get a rating bump to a four-star. I would like to see him show that he is the guy that won the accuracy challenge at the Elite 11 and that mm -hmm. he is one of the better players in the state of Nebraska. And then one of the other interesting things, you you're talking about Rex Guthrie. I believe you compared him to JoJo Doman. So mm -hmm. pretty intriguing guy. They're both Colorado guys. Yep. And, yeah, him being kind of under-recruited, uh, it'll be interesting just to see how he blossoms this season. Um, I got one little bonus question for you, Greg, a little okay. surprise one. So obviously we got to see week zero, but I wanted to get this put out before we get too into the weeds on the season. Do you have a prediction on who wins the Class A state title this year? <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. I, it's hard to go against Westside winning it again because so many of those guys came back and they, the, the issue for, because it's really a Bell West, uh, West side discussion, right? And the problem in that matchup for Bellevue West is that the team that just matches up with them perfectly happens to be Omaha West side. Like they just have so many athletes on defense with the Rezacs and, you know, Christian Jones who can obviously run very well and is great as a linebacker. Um, Caleb Benning as well. Like they just have so many guys that can match athlete for athlete with them. And then those guys all basically also play offense as well. <laughs> and so it just, that's a really tough, Tough one. I, I think I'm going to go with Westside. And for some reason, once again, though, and I think I do know 
know why. I think it's because Bellevue West has the three Husker commits on offense, and there's a huge storyline, and we'll continue following them throughout the season. Because they've taken up so much oxygen in the discussion, we don't talk a ton about Omaha Westside or as much as we do about Bell West. So what does that do for a team that's been winning at a high rate that gives them that chip on the shoulder? They're not yep. talking about us. They get disrespect, and they'll carry that through the whole season. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear about that through the season. You got a sleeper team between maybe Elkhorn South, Miller North. Oh, man, that's tough because I feel like I'm always like there is always one that pops up that we don't um, think about. Elkhorn South is, is probably a safe pick to go with, um, but I think it's really a, it's a two team race that, that we'll see in the end, which will be a lot of fun. It'd be great to continue that rivalry as then several of them become Huskers. And so that'd be great to see. Yeah, I, I have West Side as well, just because of all the reasons you laid out the athleticism on defense. Mm -hmm. I know obviously Bellevue West might have the most offensive talent, but you you got guys that can play both sides of the ball at West Side. And they're just so big and fast on defense. I think it's going to be hard. Though I do think that, like real quick, I, we talked about this a little bit, but I was impressed with Bellevue West hitting, um, right? They were more mm -hmm. physical um, on Friday. If they continue that. Who was 57 on defense? We were going to shout him out. Oh man, Hater. I, I didn't, that, oh, oh Hater, man. I forget his name. I'm sorry, 57. <laughs> we were gonna shout you out. Um, he had a great game. I look forward to seeing him again. Um, uh, because we'll definitely see them in a few weeks uh in that West Side game for sure. Uh, but yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. All right, Greg. Well, that's all we got for today. Any other thoughts you got before we get out of here? No, that'll that'll do it for us as we start to get to the this final couple of weeks before the season starts. Uh, we got a lot of great information up on Inside Nebraska, so make sure you go check us out. Subscribe over there. Uh, like this video up as well. Tell a friend. Make sure you also subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can get the videos directly into your feed, and we will catch you guys next time.